mean, do we, are, are we are we going to come in with an, an Avengers? There's probably a lot to ask of Andre, so I'm just going to do it here. Dun dun da 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 da. I can do that. Can remember? Yeah, you're going to do it. Okay, if it, then oh, I'll I just be redundant. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Uh, without your viola, will you be able to do it? There's been a theft. Speaking of stone thievery, there's been somebody yeah. stole your viola just before your final. Yep. Come right the fuck out of my on, car. man. Like, just who is this motherfucker? I have no idea. I'm going to go snap on this dude. So we're here to talk about Endgame. I'm really not going to put a whole lot into this. I think I feel like we have Harley on the show today. Hey, Harley. Woo-hoo. Thanks for having me back on. So we're having Harley here. And these guys, these two, between Andre and Harley, I feel like y'all had this on lockdown. Like, y'all have observations. I was looking at your notes, and I had my notes in there, and I just went in and erased all of them. (laughs) Because I was like, I am definitely an amateur when it comes to this world. Because I watched all of them backwards and sideways and wrong. And I was still figure, trying to figure out who people were at the end of the movie. I was like, oh, that oh that guy. Oh, I should probably go and watch that movie again and figure out who he is. I don't know what the Soul Stones do. I don't know what the Mind Stone does. I don't know. I don't even really know all the stones at this point. So I'm really going to hand you guys the con. Sounds good. And let you lead <laughs> us through it. And go. Take us cool. into the world. Well, I want to, before we got into the actual movie, I just wanted to, like, chronicle what it was like, like, leading up to watching it. Because... All day, we were sort of, like, in, in nervous anticipation. Like, most of the world had already seen it. It was the Saturday of the weekend. We were really nervous. We were trying not to get spoiled. And we had our Infinity War rewatch, and that was fun. And then by the time that ended, we were like, oh, my God. Okay, we get to see how this wraps up, finally. And so we're going to the theater. We're screaming in the car. We're an hour early to the showing. <laughs> so we're, like, lined up outside of the theater. Meanwhile, I have, like, my headphones in, trying to, like, avoid spoilers from people coming out of the theater because sometimes people talk about the movie when they leave the theater. And so I didn't want to get spoiled that way. I wouldn't. I didn't want to, like, come all this way just to be like, ah. Oh, that uh, Speaking of, this is a total spoiler podcast, by the way. So Yeah. If you're um, here, it's going to get spoiled for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so we're in there. We were really worried because when we went to see Captain Marvel, the theater was so hot. <laughs> it smelled like ass. We were really worried that it was, and it was in the same theater too. Yeah. Um, cause it was like that number was like auditorium six. <laughs> um, and like the screen was dark and like it, the screen yeah. was still kind of dark and it was like still kind of hot, but it didn't smell like ass. So that's like a, a good thing. It was a plus. It was a plus. <laughs> Um, and so we're like going through all the commercials and then all the previews and then the lights finally go down. And at that point on, it almost felt like we were watching it. Like it was like an out of body experience. I don't know. I don't know why. Cause there was just so much anticipation between the both of us going into this film and to finally like be in the theater after like talking about it for like a year and theorizing and staying up late and just thinking about this film to finally seeing how it's all going to play out was just really weird. And then by the time we, we had finished the film, we were just like completely just emotionally (laughs) incapacitated. And I'll tell you what, I Harley's, I love that Harley's here because she can attest to that. She was sitting right next to me. I have never ever in my life reacted to a film the way I did this one. By the time the credits were rolling, I was just full on uncontrollably sobbing to the point where Harley was like, are you okay? I was <laughs> like, worried. I was like, like, oh, we're going to have to I was like, out. no, I'm not okay. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was, there was just something com- 
like immensely cathartic by the time we were done watching. And there's just so many things that I feel like the, the writers and the Rooster Brothers just completely nailed. It's just so refreshing to watch a movie where not only can the movie breathe and not have the constraint of a two-hour runtime, but also just have the people working on it knowing exactly what they're making, knowing the characters like the back of their hands, and knowing exactly what the fans wanted as well. Not to the point that it was like fan service-y, although some of it maybe was, but it doesn't bother me. Yeah. They gave us... It was like our reward just for sticking with this franchise for 22 films and that was basically our reward so it was a very emotional night for sure was it 22 yeah. films really this is the 22nd yeah. film yeah <laughs> it's so wild to believe that yeah but like because they've just been releasing a couple each year honest mm -hmm. or every other year like three so. three years or something it's, like that have i missed something yeah. there's 22 films yeah. yeah no wonder i was kind of confused i think i might have not watched all of them did we miss <laughs> I'm trying to think if we missed any of them. I think we might have. I feel like we have. I feel like I watched nine of them. Yeah, because we don't have twenty two fucking films. We don't have twenty two in the queue. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's like somebody going like you go to watch the last Harry Potter and you're like, okay, who's this dude? That's Hagrid, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. Cool. I had an emotional experience you. even though I didn't have all of that, and we saw it Friday yeah. before because bitches be spoiling stuff. And I was emotional when I just saw, like, the arrow in the notch. And I just cried for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, three hours. And I was just, like, no moisture left in my body by the end of it. Mm -hmm. So I was just limp. And then going into Game of Thrones weekend, I was like, I'm just going to need to be hospitalized. But yeah. I can only imagine for, like, a fan. Like, yeah, I totally get that. Because I was a well, mess. Yeah. I didn't know. It's, I didn't watch the 22 films. And I was hurting. So. Yeah. That's the other thing, too. It's like, this film still managed to touch people that didn't uh, have that same time of it. I mean, like, for me, I've been only really in the MCU for two years. Mm -hmm. And you've been watching it pretty much since the beginning. Since I was younger, um, I, I the first movie that I remember watching in theaters, I feel like, was probably the first Avengers. Um, but I was familiar with the series beforehand because my grandmother loves Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> um, so she had actually like would play like the Iron Man movies all the time. And mm -hmm. I didn't see those. Uh, I don't think I saw the first two in theaters. I saw the third. Um, but it's, it's been such a huge part of me growing up also as a kid who was just like really enthralled by superheroes. Like I also grew up watching the X-Men movies, like the original X-Men movies. Mm -hmm. So it's such, it's such a weird thing to think that this segment of the story is like technically over yeah yeah it's the con conclusion to the in infinity saga as they're calling it which i love yeah. um and even you know our other roommate Lindsay, who, who we all know by now um <laughs> we all talk about Lindsay. she's never been on the show but she's like a legend now yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep. just in the background yep. yeah uh, yeah she she just keeps telling me she's not into superhero movies she's not as invested in the marvel universe and when we got out, she's like, why did I cry? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you're not invested, I guess. Um, no, the film managed to touch people in, in multiple different ways. You know, it was not only the catharsis and the conclusion, but it was just the emotional um, potency of this film was just so high. And it just managed to touch people that maybe had not stuck with every single character, every single movie since the beginning. Um 
But were you a mess, Harley? Like, were you as a mess? Sorry, interrupt. I'm sorry. That's fine. Yeah. Were you the same mess? I was a mess. Um, I told Andre, too, that the first time we saw it, I feel like I missed the, like, last half of the movie because I was just so... I feel, like, emotionally, like, overwhelmed. There was just, like, so much happening in the battle sequence, which Mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll get into, but um, it was... I, I did cry, like, throughout, but we saw it again last night. Yeah. And I feel like I cried more the second time around because I really, um, I guess, felt the entire weight of what was happening. hmm And um, it was just, it was, I don't even know. It was just super overwhelming, especially as someone who had seen these characters since i was younger and like a you know like a kid and you're in such a different place when you're a kid and those movies mean something different to you um as you get older but mm-hmm. it i don't know it was amazing watching really, it watching but... it the second time was was a trip i mean i didn't yeah. i didn't cry nearly as much because the second time around i was just really focused on just enjoying it which i did um yeah. but yeah that first time it was it yeah it was also like by the time we got to the battle it was like 3 a.m because we went to see it at 11 it was um, so late <laughs> so, that was bold. so i think i think the 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 fatigue of the day also played into my reaction to it but yeah. um no like seeing it yesterday at a reasonable time and knowing just watching everything within context like me mm. it was like watching everything with tony knowing how the story wraps up for him like every single scene and every single line is just in and like laden with just like not foreshadowing necessarily but just like almost subconsciously setting you up yeah. for losing yeah. that character ian well, um, you were emotional weren't you ian oh yeah i i i started losing it just in that the beginning that opening before the titles what i love about you is like you're you not know? one of those people who i think we're all let's the four of us are not we're not we're just we're fine with crying yeah. Just like crying in the middle of the street. I mean, that's just just. What... You were great. It was just I looked over and you were. We were both just like a mess. It was like, uh, oh, good. I know. That's I that's along. a good. That's a, just a good story. It makes you. It, it evokes emotion, and I mean, that's there's nothing wrong with that. No. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not. I didn't. In, the the most visceral reaction I had was was not for something sad. Like I cried when Natasha died. I cried when Tony died. I feel like the most reaction Tony died. I had, what? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I feel like the most intense reaction I had was when the portals started. Oh my god! Because yeah. I, I, and I didn't know in the moment why I was feeling this way. But like looking back at it, it was again, it was the catharsis. It was the music. It was the way everyone was coming out of the portals, and it was just like, man, like this is like tw- again, twenty-two films worth of story and characters all coming together, and you're just like, and I was just thinking about like Harley has a poster in her room. With like literally almost every single Marvel character, yeah, and I was just kept just kept thinking about that character, like or that poster, thinking like, like again, all these characters just coming from these comic books to the screen to now finally all being together. We thought Infinity War was like oh crossover event. This was the crossover moment. Yeah, this was <laughs> it. So. This was like hold my ale. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You had something to say about the the acting when we came out as well. Yeah. Um. I just feel like everyone's performance in this movie really stepped up the game. Like, I know for a fact that I have always liked um, Black Widow's character. Just, like, you know, the cool things she can do and Mm -hmm. she's a badass and everything else like that. But I have 
never been so invested in her character uh, like um I guess Scarlett Johansson's performance really this movie just blew me away um and everyone else it wasn't just her yeah. I just felt like everyone really stepped up the game because it's like this sort of trauma affected everyone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, I felt I'm the was, same way with you. Did yeah. we didn't know we had feelings for ScarJo until like for me, I was like, I didn't know I was having feelings for ScarJo until this film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then it, it <laughs> playing completely into what you're saying is like people. This whole academy again, screw the academy, but like it does, it's kind of not important, but it's important because it's the standard. But it's like y'all need to get over yourself and start putting these films. You know, Black Panther was you know hopeful it should have won Best Picture, but like you need to put these films into consideration because everybody showed up and act. Everybody is an actor in this damn thing. They do other stuff. You don't need to have yeah. an art film like. Robert Denny Jr. did art films, can do other stuff, did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, but he also showed up for this and blew the doors off of it. Chris Evans, everybody in the cast was like acting their balls off. So this needs to be in consideration, guys. So I felt the same way. I'm like, we're watching a real freaking film. Mm -hmm. They just happen to be superheroes. Yeah, and I think that's, I think people, uh, or at least if we're talking about that Academy mindset, is that they really have to break through that shit because... Um, you're going to start, and they already are, losing losing people watching their, you know, paying attention, their relevancy, because they're not paying attention to what people actually like. Well, we're seeing this big line in the sand. Do you want your, you know, white guilt film to win the Academy Awards yeah, that like five people saw? Too. Yeah, Or do you want your road trip to Italy, you know, white privilege movie to win the Academy Award that nobody saw? Or do you want to put your $1.6 billion the first five days it came out film up for consideration? Because that's who, the yeah. film that everybody's behind and seeing and relating to. Well, see, that was the thing. When, when I, was, I, was in, was it, I was in Bakersfield the weekend that it came out. Yeah. And it was like that theater on you know the south side of Bakersfield was just packed. Where the brown folks go, right? Yep. It was just a line around the building. Mm-hmm. I was like... See, everyone's coming to see this. That's your hearts and mind film. So yeah, I was it was struck by that. It's like a film that everybody shows up for. The script is tight. So you got these two writers. Who wrote this? I know I wrote it in our notes, but like uh, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McPhilly. These two people, along with the Russos, like they, the script was tight, the action was tight, the visual was tight, so the acting was there. It had all of the things. So if the Academy mm-hmm. doesn't put this film up, y'all just, you know, goodbye dinosaurs. Either be knowing and put it on, out there or just get ready to slip under the like the rest of the boomers. Yeah. Sorry, bitch. Yeah. We tried yeah, to tell it, y'all. It's the it's the the stigma against the superhero genre. Yeah. It's un, it's unfortunate and I feel like I feel like Marvel has in almost in a way been weighed down by the other superhero movies movies around it like i mean like most of the x-men i trust you they're they're probably pretty great maybe not the last one uh (laughs) like the spider-man movies were okay the dc movies are really struggling so i feel like they're they're almost being weighed down but at a certain point you just got to face the facts face the numbers and realize that they're this this you know company and these writers and these directors are more interested in telling just good stories 
about people that happen to be superheroes. Completely. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's the, that's the stigma that that's the mold that needs to be broken. And I feel like they this film just like completely raised the standards. I know you have a bunch everything. of notes to get through, but let me ask you. And I totally agree with you. The standard, y'all, listen up. I mean, we're trying to tell y'all one point six billion. If you can't hear that money, if you can't hear that, you know, bell around the world, that snap around the world, then you diff. So let me ask you a question. I don't know anything about the coming up to this movie. We know that Chris Evans, you know, stepped away um, from Cap. We, but mm-hmm. where was this thing behind RDJ? Like, is he was he ready just to lay it down? He wants to do other stuff. He wants to run around with his llamas on his property. I no, I don't think suits. there was ever. I don't think there was ever a point that he wanted to to step away from the character. Uh, at least that's not a, a story or a thing that that went okay. on my radar. Yeah. Um, I think honestly, it's just. Again, this this film just completely excels at this, but they take these characters and conclude them, most of them, at a point where just it just makes complete and total sense. Um, like that interview I, I sent you this morning, I was just reading it, and the writer's talking about, you know, how Tony went out at the beginning, you know, of the first Avengers, there's that line that Steve tells him that, you know, you're not the guy to lay down your life for someone else. You're not the one to make the sacrifice play. And then that's that's what he ends up doing at the end of this film. I love so that. So it's it's it it just com- makes complete and total sense. And we'll get into like the other characters, but I feel like yeah. some some criticism criticisms uh, <laughs> in quotes that yeah. people are making are just really uh, emotionally charged. I will say, um, and OTP ship charged and fandom charged. And they're not taking into consideration the the narrative storytelling that's going on in this. So film. there was never a conversation where RDJ said, "You know, I'm done with this. I don't like money. I'm just gonna go <laughs> and like swim I mean, in my pools full of money." It was just like he, he was fine with the we story no just idea. being served, so he was cool with that, yeah. right? Because he's yeah, down and like I mean, that. I mean, that makes me like a bit more. Bef- before they made Civil War, the Russo brothers had to go to Robert Downey Jr. and renegotiate his contract so he could be in Civil War. Oh. So if, if I feel yeah. like if he was getting to a point where he didn't want to play the character, he would have said no. Yeah. But he was gracious enough to renegotiate his contract to be able to be in Civil War. Oh, okay. So, so there it's could kind have of the, been a point. I'm not saying there wasn't, but I don't He's. I don't think he's ever come out before this movie and like, yeah, I'm leaving because I don't, don't want to be in like Tony Stark anymore. Like, I don't, I don't think that was ever a thing. Could have been, oh, that's but good. I, I, but I mean, I feel like he, I feel like he enjoyed it up until the very end. He's been so awesome yeah. about it. He also kind of uh, pre-spoiled the movie. Just want to say, if you guys were following RDJ, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> of course, I had it completely spoiled for me on Reddit, so I kind of knew going in. Oh, no. <laughs> I yeah, knew the sadly. whole plot except for the Black Widow part. I was like, oh, but that's what that looks like, and I was still a mess. But yeah. <laughs> I totally opened yeah. my Christmas present present like Easter, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh fuck!" Well, okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, well. Yeah, don't do that, kids. Don't do that. But yeah. continue on. I, I'm gonna stop interrupting. I just I have questions because you guys be knowing, and I don't. Yeah. I didn't know there was 22 <laughs> films. I'm gonna learn something new every day. I'll send I you a comprehensive that. list. After well, yes. I, I think going back to that, I think <laughs> the only one we didn't see or haven't seen was The Incredible Hulk 2008 with Ed Norton. Yeah. I mean, I haven't either. <laughs> a lot of, yeah, you're, uh, well, I'll just say this. Uh, you're probably not missing anything spectacular. I remember my younger brother used to rewatch that movie on repeat, so I kind of never want to see it again in my life. Oh, I see. Um, but I didn't even know for a while that um, it 
it was, was part count- of the, yeah, yeah, it was counted yeah. because it was yeah. Edward Norton doing it instead of Mark Ruffalo. So that's interesting that they're counting it. If it was Mark head. Ruffalo, I probably would have watched it. Not anything against Edward Norton, but I'm yeah, just like, no, I don't, I don't think he's a bad actor or anything. No. It's just, it's like one of those movies that I've seen like so many times that I'm just like can never probably watch again. <laughs> but does Hulk uh, yeah. curb stop somebody or something? It's all right. It's uh, I don't even know how to really describe it. It's... They were still finding their rhythm. We'll just say yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it had to be the early aughts, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. It was okay. after the first Iron Man, which came out in 2008. The only real connection is that I know that that Secretary Ross guy is in it. Yeah, Betty Ross's uh, father is oh. in it. And I'm pretty sure Liv Tyler played Betty Ross in the in the Edward Gordon version of it, mm-hmm. if I'm thinking correctly. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. there you go. Love her, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, going into the actual movie, you you had thoughts about like the first 10, 20 minutes that that it helped on the second time around. But you said, what, what were you saying about the, the very beginning? So when we first went in, I just, I didn't know how to feel. Like I was like, am I enjoying the beginning? Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like um, we sort of knew the whole thing with Hawkeye's family was probably coming from the... Uh, or at least had like a, an inkling after yeah. seeing things in the trailer with uh, like the Ronin reveal and everything. And I was like, oh, he's probably lost literally everything. That's the only reason he would go to these extremes. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew something was going stuff. on because he had a faux hawk. Well, when you go full faux hawk <laughs> as a grown ass man with a family, you're either having a midlife crisis or something <laughs> shitty has happened to you. Or that family is gone. I still so, want yeah. to know what happened in those five years. I'm assuming like like the haircut and the tattoos were part, part of some undercover thing that he was doing. I, I don't I think assume. he just went... Oh, I lost my Angst. family. I need to go get a tattoo. No, like, I'm going to tell you, happened. as an older person, it doesn't take much. You just kind of freak out and just go out and, you know, you get a Harley <laughs> or you cut, you get a mohawk, you get ear piercings, and you you get sleeves. I, I, <laughs> sorry, guys. It could have been. feel like, yeah. you know, lose your family. You're like, fuck it. I'm just going to go down to the tattoo parlor and just get <laughs> sleeves. But I love that you think that that's like, the, what will fool the Yakuza. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The faux hawk. That'll do it. Yeah. They, they're like, oh, he has, a, he has, a, a, yeah, okay. The Yakuza's like, okay, cool. All right. All right. I mean, I assume he was doing, uh, it's fine. It's, yeah. it's inconsequential at this point. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe on the Disney Channel we'll find out what happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. That's, yeah. But you said you, you felt like it was, it was like going at the speed of light in oh, the very beginning. Yeah. Which so I also kind of felt like. The, the beginning where it starts out and it's like, um, you know, it, it shows the scene with Hawkeye's family and then it goes into that song, which I'm definitely not sure what that song is called. But I was like, this is an interesting song choice for the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. Because normally what was the song? Because started out with dead silence. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, this is interesting. And then it goes into the stuff, you know, with um, Tony and Nebula and they're playing a game, which I love. Which Yeah. Which again is yes. like a real, like complete subversion of, I because I thought, <laughs> yeah. oh, you know, half the, planet is gone doom and gloom for three hours yeah but, it but the opens, time jump helped yeah it opens you know just pretty like this is what it is yeah. you know like they're they're basically dying out in space mm-hmm. and they're like this is what we're doing with our free time playing paper football and from the point um that captain marvel shows up which was beautiful i feel like oh my god and yeah. it was much easier to see 
the second yeah. time around. No, the, the screen was a lot better. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, wasn't going crazy. Like, the, the first time I saw it, the screen was just, like, dark. I didn't even realize how dark it was until Andre said something after the movie, and then we saw it again, and I was like, oh, I can actually, like, see what's happening. Yeah. Like, I don't I know could, what's going on with that. The first time, when Tony is sitting upright in the chair, and Nebula is, um... Put, like she, she put, put him, him up yeah. yeah up in the chair it looked like he was it looked like he had literally died like yeah. he was, i couldn't tell that he was still breathing because it was so dark the second time around i could see you know his uh like chest moving and his lips moving in his eyes but the first time i was literally like oh he he died and then they're <laughs> gonna dead. fix it so yeah. when captain marvel shows up and you can just see like the light like playing on his face and then he like opens his eyes mm-hmm. um it was just, it was super pretty. But yeah, from that point on, everything started moving at like the speed of light. It's like, okay, so Thanos, I'm going to kill Thanos. We're going to kill Thanos. Okay, we're going. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're in a spaceship. Here we are. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Like it was <laughs> right. just so unexpected in comparison to, I feel like the gradual build of everything that happened in Infinity War. So I was, I, I don't want to say I didn't like the beginning the first you time. You were just thrown by I it. was thrown. Yeah. I was like, this is so different from, I feel like, the tone of Infinity War that I was like, where is this going to go from here if they're facing Thanos mm. in the first act of the movie? Right. I was just I mean, kind of I- like, are y'all going to kill Tony Stark in the first 15 minutes of this movie? I was like, that's badass. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this just also goes to show that from the from the moment it's the movie started playing, I could just like feel that it was going to be a different viewing experience than Infinity War. Because when we went to see Infinity War, it was mostly packed. There was a buzz going around for sure, and th- our theater was maybe like forty five percent packed. Like it, there wasn't a whole lot of people there. Yeah. Also because it was like eleven o'clock at night. Uh, <laughs> But it was like I can I could just feel that the the movie was going to feel a lot more intimate than Infinity War was, and some people may not feel that way, but I I definitely just felt a lot closer to the film for some reason. Yeah, I didn't I didn't necessarily get thrown by it. I was confused because I had heard the theory that they were going to confront Thanos in the first 10, 15 minutes of the film, like, oh, that's bullshit. And then yeah. they were, because, like, I don't, at that point, after the Russos lied to us about Endgame not being the title, I was like, I don't trust <laughs> any of you motherfuckers. Right. And when Kevin Feige was like, oh, yeah, the trailer only shows stuff from the 10, and, like, bullshit. I didn't even know whether to believe half the shit in the trailer at that point. <laughs> after what they did in the Infinity War trailer. They shot an entire movie yeah. that doesn't exist. Yeah, because yeah. I kept being like, well, they could just, like, be faking everything. I had a theory at one point that, like, everything in the trailer was just completely fake. I was like, don't and, say like, that to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was great. And then we get that time jump, and you, like, feel like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, okay. I loved the time jump, man. That what, really, the, what a good really use. Helped. Yeah. 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 It, it, it got us away from, from the doom and gloom that they could have easily fallen into. It, we, we still got some of that, because, like... You know, where everyone is spread out after this time, you know, Cap is doing those those meetings and he has he tells Natasha at one point. I, I still don't know after the second time, uh, Chris Evans delivery. I'm not sure if he's saying like when he says, I tell people that we should move on, but but and everyone does, but not us. I don't know if he's saying that we shouldn't move on or we should be moving on. I, you like, know what I took not, that to but mean, not though? us, you know? I mean, I don't know if I'm getting this right, but I took it to mean, like, what we know what happens with Cap is that, you know, he didn't live a life and that he's mm-hmm. like, you know, enjoy every moment that you have because some of us just have yeah. to be a superhero forever and don't get to get with a lady. Mm-hmm. That's what I took it to be. Also, in that 
um, scene. I, th- I assume those are vets that are sitting around in the circle, and he's like holding these vet meetings. Those are veterans. That's what I thought at first, but the second time they just kind of, I just thought they were just normal people just, people. just living through their grief. Was yeah. the dude who was talking about going on the the date with the guy was that Joe Russo? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know. Everybody mm-hmm. was like, "That's Joe." Like everybody gasped in the theater when it when we yeah. were sitting in the circle, and I was like. Why and I was surprised. Gasping? I was surprised a lot of people knew who he was. You know. Yeah, I he didn't does get have, it. He also, oh, hey. <laughs> he does have a also small cameo in Winter Soldier. Does he? Um, yeah, when they bring in Natasha after the whole fight with Bucky, he's the the doctor that's there, and it's just like bring her in. You know. Oh. Yeah, that's okay, him. Okay. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. and like, he was going to have a cameo in Civil War, but they it, it was left on the cutting room floor. So I guess um, Joe has a SAG after card, is what we're finding out. <laughs> So he's making movie, he's making money off of that and directing. Great. Uh, <laughs> um, the best of both so that that's ca- Natasha's like trying her best to just find a purpose, and she's have she's like head of that can- council, which I love. And Okoye is like, you know, it was just an earthquake under the ocean. We handle it by not <laughs> handling it, and 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 it just shows like Natasha. She's really just trying to, you know, she's taken up that position that that tony and, and steve sort of left vacant even though steve is sort of already there he d- he's again not captain america still at that point mm-hmm. and she's just trying to just find a purpose find a way to help the world move on and i think that's what both of them are doing in, in different ways um and even you know when Rhodey says you know all those these bodies turned up and we know it's Barton, and she's like trying to hold it together. And she's like, "Can you just like go, please, so I can like cry and eat my peanut butter sandwich?" Uh, yeah, I love uh, the whole too. use of the peanut uh, butter sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then that's really heartbreaking. I thought one of the best moments for ScarJo in this film, like acting wise, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then moved on to Tony. He has a daughter. We were like, "Oh fuck!" Oh, he has a daughter. Man. Oh no! Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's out in the woods. So He's out in the cabin. Didn't they hint at this yeah. at one point, like talking about just yeah, yeah. At the end of Age of Ultron, he tells uh, Steve, "You know, I should probably take a, a page out of Barton's book and just go to a farm with Pepper." And this is was- this is also the thing, like, because we were talking about beforehand, what is the most logical way to end these arcs for the characters? Is death the obvious and most accurate way of doing it. And because at one point we said Tony dying wouldn't make sense because all he that character wanted was to protect other people and also to just finally put down the mantle of Iron Man. And the movie somehow achieved both because he yeah. did end up getting that life in those five years and also ended up being the one to save everyone. Which, right. I again, the time jump just like moved a lot of pieces in the correct places, I feel like. It was exactly. really great. I feel like the introduction of, like, Morgan Stark and, like, Tony finally, like, being able to, like, have that sort of family that he wanted was the perfect thing for his character, just like you were saying, because somehow they managed to incorporate both. It was, like, he put down the mantle for a while, Mm -hmm. and he's still going to help save the world, but now there's, you know, um, Pepper and this child to, like, worry about as well as yeah. things are going forward. But and at that point in the movie, we were still under the impression we knew that time travel was going to be the case because, you know, Scott turned up and, like, told them about the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. We thought we were going to get the same, like, butterfly effect shit that we were just used to at that point. They're like, oh my God. Are, is he going to lose her daughter because he went back to fix it? Like, is that what's going to happen? And yeah. obviously, 
thankfully that's not that's not what happened but. I, I have to say my whole favorite thing in this entire movie was scott lang because scott the movie is acknowledging that scott is came later in the story he's like i yeah. don't even know yeah. what's going on and of course it's yeah. paul rudd doing this and he's funny and he's also us walking through this world going there's a prius up on blocks what the fuck is happening <laughs> so you have him just and the haunted child goes by him and looks at him and he's like okay i'm not even understanding what's going on he's like, um, so he's yeah. trying to catch up and then the whole discussion about time travel i know you're getting to it but that that's probably one of my favorite scenes is like back to the future was bullshit like all of this yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. Him, him looking for his daughter was like, oh yes, because again for him it was five hours, and and he he comes back in the five years of her life. It's such like it was so heartbreaking, honestly, because you're used to um, like Scott Lang's character just being so like incredibly charismatic and like funny, right? And to see like Paul Rudd also, like I was just saying, like everyone's performances in this movie were just so great. When he sees Cassie and like realizes that it is her and that she's older, and just like the way that he looks at her and like holds her face, and like it's the just, em- like, the string of emotions that go across his face yeah, in those like his, ten in seconds. His eyes, it's yeah, just, I got like, it that incredible. second time. I was like, wow. And like, he it really shows, like, yeah. what, you know, what he missed out on. And he didn't even realize that he was missing, like, anything. So it's mm-hmm. probably even more difficult. So. And really traumatic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we get Professor Hulk in this film, which is oh. honestly... <laughs> who is dressing Professor Hulk? Hulk is this Alaria Urbanati who dresses all of the men in Hollywood? Like, I'm I living want... for this J. Crew sweater yeah like the cardigan he's got the like, where like is the he shopping who sho- where is he shopping like where half do they of make- the world is got like gone and so people are probably being pressed about like where they're getting their new h&m like looks but yeah. all of a sudden smart hulk is like rocking these beautiful cardigans and i'm like so distracted by this i'm like are there super sheep somewhere what's going on with his clothes so it was so great yeah and his where frames, does he get these like where's he getting his frames <laughs> from <laughs> that's what i was the second time around i was like where where did they find glasses big enough <laughs> for this man and like the first time i could i was just like what is happening the, fir- like, the first time it took happening. it took me a little bit because you know lens crafters is not across this they are just like <laughs> no yeah. yeah yeah no way no way uh <laughs> where i get my contacts from um no um, sponsor us. i think the again the dark screen came into play the first time because it really highlighted because the first time i was like he doesn't look great in terms of like the rendering and i'm absolutely the, the second time i saw it, it he worked completely well and it, i don't think it was just because i was used to it i was like this looks a lot better. It's almost like they they went in like during that week and like went back and figured. But no, I really <laughs> think it was the yeah, screen. It was probably the screen. I was like, is it. there? Is it just? It just looks. I mean, it. I got used to it the first time around. But like the first time in that diner scene, I was like, something is not. I know they can do the Thanos stuff brilliantly, so I know it's like I don't. I didn't know what was going on, but I love that they I, gave the Thanos treatment to Ruffalo in this. That was what I recognized. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh my I god, loved they the, they the did this so well. Giant, yeah. The gentle giant quality, you know, and Steve calls or Tony calls him like Jolly Green at some point. Yeah, that was great. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you know, he's taking pictures with the kids, and that that whole thing with Scott, like, you want a picture with me? I'm Batman. And That's like, uh, awesome. Who? Yeah. <laughs> They don't, like, like, they don't even want it. They don't even want it. Because if if a superhero is not in New York, no one knows who they are. Because <laughs> Scott's in San Francisco. Um, 
that was that that whole thing was great and you know hulk being like eh, i mean it could work i mean it's not my area of expertise like to try going tony like yeah we just came from um because no, he's in great. a good place you know hawkeye has nothing to lose Tony's yeah. finally, it's, it, the world is terrible, but he's found, I loved where everybody was. Blackwater mm-hmm. was bereft and trying to hold it together. You know, Cap is just trying to make the best of it. He's from the greatest generation. It's like, in my time, people were at war. So fine. <laughs> but like, you know, then, then you have this guy who's living his best life. I mean, like, he's popular. He's not being pressed to like fix shit all the time. He can be in this same body. And I was like, oh, wow, this is very conflicting. Because yeah. some people are doing just fine. Yeah. 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 That so. was the other thing too. I I when I after I saw Infinity War, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be great if they went into this Avengers four and the world is like actually doing a lot better? And at some point, yeah. Steve says, you know, I saw like whales like driving home for the bridge. You know, less less ships. You know, less pollution, oil in the water. Less yeah. more, less right. pollution. Yeah. Um, like- even though like the Statue of Liberty is like surrounded by like garbage and and yeah. ships. So like the world is like doing. Okay, but it's like also still in shambles because people don't know how to move on after all of this. Well, also people don't want to take their garbage out. Seriously, every time we have a crisis uh, in the world, the first thing that happens is y'all can't take your garbage out. Seriously, guys, if we can just fix this, we'll we'll probably be fine after a Thanos snap. I'm saying your family's gone. Maybe Dave Grohl's gone. Maybe, you know, like your favorites are all gone. But come on, if y'all can just take the garbage out, we'd be good. And I'd be on Thanos' side. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Unpopular I want to I want to talk about where Thor was because mm. listen, here's a whole thing. <laughs> it's a whole it's a whole thing, and I'm gonna preface it. I still I still love it, and I still stand one hundred thousand percent behind uh, thick Thor. A lot of people are really bad at hiding the fact that they hate fat people. I'm just saying, um, no, like, and it was a lot more the second time around. There was a lot more laughter over yeah. it even at the end when he's shaking valkyrie's hand and yeah. his stomach happens to be in the shot there are still people laughing and i'm like what I didn't, is I didn't going realize on that, that i don't know if the camera was intentionally doing that or if it, no it, it wasn't it, it looked it like wasn't. it was just on their hands but i was it was yeah, it, it was, was on their like, hands oh yeah there's his stomach just happened to be in the shot and people were laughing and i'm like i was like oh okay hello <laughs> you know and like i'm still like I'm I'm not gonna ignore the fact that the film sort of played into you know like you know the eat a salad and like the cheese whiz thing and I'm like yeah, yeah yeah it's I think it did though I mean I think that Russos are a little bit tone deaf and I, everybody needs to stop defending them after I've read a bunch of stuff after this I'm like they're making fat jokes they're they're playing into their yeah. own their fat shaming of, of Thor they really are and yeah, I do think was- that I mean I'm I'm totally gonna. Correct. I'm not going to correct you, but I'm going to be opposed to what you're thinking about. Was it intentional with a handshake? Oh, it completely was. We got laughter in our theater as well. I I really don't because the stomach. It he was like it was blurred. the 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 focus was on the handshake. It was yeah. the stomach that just happened to be in the shot. I don't think it, it was, was just, accident. It was, I I don't know. I don't know. And you know, yeah, I I I agree. I still I still feel like they. The Marvel is still trying to figure out just where to put their humor, and unfortunately, it went yeah. towards Thor in this film. It, but it, by the same token, they didn't change him back to being thin and skinny yeah. again. Like it, which at, upset at a end, lot it of people, which was yeah. um, extremely telling. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's hurt a lot of people about what they think of people. Uh, yeah, I'm not a super fan of, you know, any fat jokes that were made or, like, at the expense of Thor's character. But I also think that, like, his, like, weight gain and stuff, like, they shouldn't have, um, like, the people that are like, oh, well, why didn't he turn back skinny and stuff? I was like, yeah. he, like, his weight gain, while, unfortunately, it was used as a joke, also, like kind of just falls in the line with like the struggle and trauma he's gone through and i saw someone comment saying that like you know there wasn't laughter and stuff when tony came back super emaciated yeah. at the beginning of the movie no like he his you know his body had through had been through stuff because of like um starvation like he, starvation and everything else thor is dealing with literally what looks like ptsd and stuff in this I mean, movie it's totally ptsd it, it's and just anxiety. it's like the yeah it's he the way can't even hear it. thanos's name without Oof, completely like man, descending into depression scene. yeah like and, the you know, way and, he played and this that. happens after they go to the planet you know when he's pre goes and lives with core and meek and has cable problems um, yeah. like when he, when they go to the planet for me, like that big turning point is they try to avenge their way out of this and they go and mm -hmm. he lops off his head and it doesn't work. It doesn't solve yeah. anything. Yep. And he goes and, and, but I'm of two minds. I want to say my two points and then get out of the way. My thing is culturally, and I've been saying this, you know, since you and I talked about insatiable and, and a couple of other things that we talked about on, on the podcast is that it's the last stronghold of, um, of prejudice you know mm -hmm. there, there i mean obviously there's black and there's brown and there's those prejudice you know but those get called out and and i'm not saying it's solved yeah. they're all mm -hmm. equally terrible but the fat shaming it's you know those are still safe jokes to make and i feel yep. like even yeah. though this film was i thought perfect in its tone uh, all across the board up into this moment was a record scratch for me. I'm like, you look like melted ice cream. All of the jokes were playing into it. Cheese whiz, all yeah. of it. And although there was a lot of people who laughed at it, including me, because I've gotten so used to fat jokes, I don't even mm -hmm. have a, a thin skin about it anymore. And it's not thin skin. It's just like, I'm just like, oh, well, people are going to be doing that forever. It doesn't matter yeah. where we are, what year it is. I feel like that. But I feel like if maybe the, either the Russos intentionally meant it or didn't, what I thought I took away from this is I, I, I can shed this now. I can lay this down. I don't have to be this hard body, godlike person. Yeah. What yeah. was I living for? He gave up, um, I'm going to call it Mew Mew, to, <laughs> to Cap. You know, I'm putting away these things. I don't have to be the macho man. He's literally laying down toxic masculinity. And whether they intended to do that or not, that's yeah. what I mm -hmm. took away from that. So yeah. I hope I hope they listen to fans. And when they do Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor can just be his natural self and doesn't have to be this chiseled dude. You yeah. know? Yeah. That was, that was the... the, the the breaking point for me. I mean, I did notice it a lot more the second time around. I'm just like, I, they don't have to lean into this so bad, but it, it I guess the, I'm not ignoring all of this stuff because it's perfectly valid points. And I do think they could have done better with that. But I, for me being, you know, not the skinniest person alive either to see Thor on the battlefield and not being a suddenly skinny, right. You know, just, yeah. just have for, a workout montage before he goes to war. For, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just for the only superhero movement other than the beginning that Thor gets in this film, that he's still as, as worthy as he is when he's completely shredded. And, and, you know, I think it makes complete and total sense. You know, the Rooster brothers say, unfortunately, this is 
sometimes what happens when because like if you think about it thor like he loses his mother in the dark world the next year he's off doing the avengers stuff in ultron and then he loses his dad he loses his brother he loses his best friend and now on top of all of that he's blaming himself for what happened with thanos and he has no time to breathe between any of that so by the time everything finally settles down and he goes back to new asgard all of that just starts crushing in on him and he you know he's Thor. he pretends he has that expectation that people have of him that he's supposed to be the king of asgard and the god of thunder and everything so like just like everything about it is so crippling for him that you know and it's not just the weight gain it's again not being able to hear thanos's name without completely freaking out or anything shutting down exactly although i I have to say though i did i'm just gonna say i enjoyed the fuck out of him walking around in his bathrobe his hair is unkempt he's hanging out He's, you know, Korg is over there going, there's that kid on the on the video game on the TV call me a dickhead. You know, and he gets on there and like, listen to me. And he's like playing the God of Thunder like yeah. on the headset. It was it was awesome. And like just I, I want to see Meek and Korg and, and uh, Thor. Nice just, I want to see a spinoff yeah. series of them in New Asgard just like just trying to get the cable bill paid and just like yeah. hanging. I loved it. I really free, loved it. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, it was really great. And then the last last person that we have left after all this is Hawkeye, and he is doing mm. off going off and doing his Ronin business, which um don't know I don't know a whole lot about that alter ego as in the comics. Um, one of our friends pointed out she really loves Hawkeye, and she felt like the jump to Hawkeye being who he is to suddenly like killing people in cold blood, um. I it didn't it didn't bother me because again we're 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 jumping into five years. There's so yeah. much that could have happened, and I'm assuming it's not just his like like losing his family, and he's not going around just like killing random people. Right. Like, obviously, they're, Why they're, are we these so guys, pressed about this? He's I don't killing know. bad guys. He's killing cartels and Akuza, and half of the yeah. world has been depleted. And I think isn't he doing like the world a favor? Why is everybody so upset about him like murdering murderers? He's the Dexter yeah. of like everybody's going like, Ronan. I'm like, no, he's Dexter. He's killing the bad guys. <laughs> well, are in we, a way, why are we upset in about a way, that? It sort of mirrors what Natasha's trying to do, just in a completely different way. Um, still trying to bring some sense of, of justice and meaning to the world by going after these guys. Because um, I think in the end, he doesn't want people to suffer more than they already have to. I think that was yeah. the point that you're trying to get across with Ronan. Um, oh, that, again, this, that it's bad for him, that it's mentally crumbling him. <sighs> yeah, I think because by the time they get to Vormir, he's like, you. He tells Nat, you know, you know what I've done, you know all the things <laughs> that I've done, and she's like, I don't judge people on on what they've done in the past or something like, like that. Like their worst actions. Like their worst actions. Like yeah. So yeah. I mean. I was. I'm still confused by it, though. I mean, because isn't that what Avengers do? Dude's out there avenging by himself. I mean, yeah. No, he's not a good place. Clint needs a hug. Probably needs to. You know, he needs. But like we're saying, tattoos and a mohawk and killing the bad guys is a bad thing. And I'm over here. I don't know. Maybe I was raised wrong. Because I'm <laughs> totally accepting that I was. I was not parented correctly. But I'm like, this is kind of a cool thing. He's not. Yeah, I I agree. I I don't I don't see the. I don't know why people are having the trouble because it's not like the Avengers don't 
kill people. Right. They certainly try to minimize casualties. Yeah. I mean, but they like, usually have a monologue Avengers, before like, they do it. Throws someone out of the helicarrier. Yeah. So yeah, like he, they're not opposed to killing people. people. Like, yeah. yeah they, they're not Batman. Like they're yeah. not opposed to. Thor killing people. literally decapitated the dude after he taunted him about you should have gone for that. Like I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a numbers game then at this point. So I was that was the the, the two things. It's like okay, are we fat shaming Thor? It's pretty funny, but also, mm. and then also, you know, why are we like so down on Clint? I feel like he's justified. Yeah, yeah I think so. Talk about how think... Jerry Jeremy Renner is like a real actor. Like all of these guys are. I want to say this again, and how he just killed me in this. He killed me as Hawkeye. Yeah. Like oh, he yeah. is yeah. so tortured, but he's not overdoing it, and he's just. It's so understated and amazing. And then the fight mm-hmm. for off the cliff with Natasha. And I came out of there going, that motherfucker was in Hurt Locker. And I forget this stuff all the time. He <laughs> is amazing. So. He's, he's absolutely amazing. And again, the, yeah. the greatest things th- this movie managed to do was develop the most underve- underdeveloped characters in this franchise, which is Natasha and Hawkeye. I think yes. Hawkeye even more so, unfortunately. Yeah. They gave him so, so much to do. And I guess while we're on the I'm subject, not mad let's at just that, talk though. about... I'm not mad at that. No, I'm not I'm not mad at that either. But let's just talk about the, the whole Natasha and Clint thing. I, I've seen some people sort of criticize uh, Natasha's death as, you know, like, it's fridging and all of that stuff. And I'm like, you guys really got to be careful. What does fridging mean? I don't know what that means. I've never so, heard that term Okay, before. so... It originated from a Green Lantern comic where essentially, like, I think it is Green Lantern who finds his wife's body cut up into pieces in a fridge. Yeah. Fuck. And it's used to further his character and his plot, and that's where the term fridging came around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of people really just very cavalierly throw this term around anytime there, there's a, a female death in a film. And I'm, I'm going to say it, 75% of the time, they're probably right. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. It's, yeah. It's become sort of like a, they use it as like a term to like identify like the trope and stuff. It's yeah. like, ki- like the killing your gaze trope. Like, yeah, well we call it John wicking is... somebody. Like if you John wick somebody, like you kill the wife and the puppy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's one of those terms that's basically like fridging is killing a woman character and giving her like zero agency in the matter to further a man's basically either pain or plot. Yeah. And so a lot of people do have complaints about that. I didn't personally feel like Nat in this movie was killed in a fridging sort of way. Now there there are, no, yeah. Not in this context, yeah. as you explained it. Yeah. No, there was there was definitely agency in yes. her decision um, to go. And that's the complete difference. Fridging, like, when women are fridged in, like, um, you know, media, it's normally because they have zero agency. Mm-hmm. They have no say in the matter. Nat chooses to go out, and she does so for her family. Um, there has been debates on whether or not Gamora's death in Infinity War was something along the lines of fridging. I would say in some ways it kind of is because yeah. it it she she literally just gets th- and I mean it's a super emotional moment. I'm not going to pretend like I wasn't super affected by it and mm-hmm. it still gets me like every time I think about it honestly. Yeah. But it was done to show that she was, you know, important to Thanos, further further the plot in a sort of way and to hurt um Peter Quill. Know, yeah, Quill and yeah. also Thanos 
himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like Gamora's character, you know, was great and everything. And her Zoe Saldana's performance in Infinity War is, you know, amazing. Yeah. Um, with that. In but, that case, I can understand the criticism, and yeah. I almost agree with it. In this case, it's I, not the same. Because <laughs> if you think about, and it's this is what I mean again about wrapping up these character arcs so completely naturally is if you think about what black widow wanted out of anything at least in the first avengers was to wipe the red from her ledger and she feels like she's done that at the end of winter soldier after she's leaked all the hydrophiles including her own out into the world that she's right. finally done justice for some for herself mm-hmm. um and i think even after the snap this five years later thing i think even though thor feels like he's like the sole um reason that Thanos succeeded you know Nat was also on the battlefield with him. So I'm I'm sure she feels some sort of blame for it as well. And she's got half of the, the planet now, all of that blood in her ledger as well. And so for her to, to go out sacrificing her life for these people that she thinks of as family and to finally, to her, it feels like do, do some final justice for the world and get all of these people back... That is giving your character good motivation and agency. It would have been a completely different story if, if like Hawkeye threw. I, I don't think threw Nat off the cliff, which it, it wasn't going to happen. But wasn't going to happen at I, all. I feel like people are confusing like the scenes between like you know Infinity War and then this movie because Gamora and Nat die in the same spot, but they don't die in the same way. Yeah, the scene, is, the scene is, apart from them fighting over who's going over, it's almost a direct copy and paste from Infinity War. It's the same lines that the Red Skull says, and it's the same yeah. music, and it's shot very similarly. And yeah, I can, yeah. Were can you I speak to something, with? though, that I noticed in it, though? And how mm-hmm. I, when yeah. I started hearing this criticism of, I didn't know what the term fridging means. Thank you guys for explaining that. That's dark and very fucked up. Um what I took it to mean, though, from Thanos, and this is why I think he's such a probably one of my favorite villains in the in the modern age, is that he totally and completely believes um, in this. He's not just a bad guy for no yeah. reason. What he says on the battlefield is, "This is not even personal, but now I'm going to enjoy it." You know, fuck mm-hmm. you guys, yeah. because he has he believes so much. He's such a true believer, and true believers are the most dangerous villains of all. Because he sacrifices the only human being he really seems to be that attached to outside of sort of Nebula. You know, Nebula is a machine to be toyed with. He still calls her daughter, and maybe he loves her in his own way, but Gamora is his favorite. Mm -hmm, And he's literally his child of war, and he is so committed to his belief that he drops Gamora over the side, and so... For her, she's like so heartbroken as she goes over the side of that thing. But he's sacrificing something very real to himself. That's how much he believes. Conversely, or along the same parallel, Black Widow, Natasha believes in what she she believes in so fiercely that mm-hmm. she's willing to sacrifice herself. The sacrifices to me are the exact same. They, mm-hmm. they are such true believers in what they believe in. And this is what yeah. parallels us all to the end. I am inevitable. I am Iron Man. It's like this movie just was perfectly written to parallel yeah. that the bad guys and the good guys equally believed. You know, Thanos so believed in what he did. He was willing to go and live on his planet and grow his vegetables in solitude. And he didn't seem to be having such a great time. He mm. seemed lonely. He seemed isolated. I feel like if we spent a little bit more time with Thanos on that planet before they showed up, 
I don't feel like he was completely having a good time with his decision. I'm sure he was tortured with it as well. We'll never know. Yeah. But I love that he is a true believer. Those kinds of like Sig Heil, Nazi-like guys, when you go in there and like, we just, you know, we're, we're Nazis. We believe in the master race. No, if you get in there and you really get into the mindset of what those characters are saying and what, what they've done around like the Hitler kind of characters is they totally believe in what they believe in. Yeah. At the detriment to everybody else. So I saw that completely in a different, in that light of those sacrifices were very yeah. important and equal to each other. And they set up the agency early on because Natasha says, even if there's a small chance that we can fix everything, we should take it. You know, and right before she, you know, she says whatever it takes. And, and it totally know, belongs to her. It to- she yeah. makes this decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's, she also knows it's going to hurt her friend. So she's even gentle with him as she's dangling over that cliff. Just let go. Just let yeah. go. It'll be okay. And I, that, you know, that's used like throughout this movie too. Like, we'll be okay. It'll be okay. Yeah. Well, now we're. Yeah, when Pepper says that to Tony at the end, you can rest now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. Rip your heart out. Well, now we're in the knee deep into the, the time travel stuff. When the first yeah. title card and it's like New York 2012, you're like, oh, shit. I actually squealed. doing this. Yeah, it was it was so good. The one thing I loved about all of this time travel stuff was not only to, it was it a retrospective and a reminiscent of all the films that led up to this, but it just also like gave us more even more continuity and world building. Like the fact that the Sorcerer Supreme in the Sanctum was actually fighting off some of the aliens alongside the Avengers. We just didn't know about it then. But it makes complete sense. It makes complete sense. You know, Rumlow and Alexander Pierce showing up to get the scepter because they're like secretly Hydra <laughs> makes complete sense. Right. It 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 just everything just fits together so perfectly. And you know, the writers were talking about there was a version where Tony and Thor went to Asgard because at one point the Reality Stone. And the Tesseract with the Space Stone were actually there at the same time. I'd love to see that. <laughs> that would have been that would have been pretty cool. But the Russos were like, "Oh, if we're going back, we might as well go back to the first Avengers." Yeah, so. That makes sense. I yeah, just still, it, I mean, and it's a little things for me that is a fairly brand new fan of MCU. I just loved seeing Hulk go, ah, oh, yeah. and then like being like, oh shit, yeah. that's who this I was. Cert- I think this is gratuitous, but yeah, like rips off his shirt. <laughs> like, eh. I loved it. I loved it so hard. All of the America's ass thing. Oh. I think oh my in a God. million years, I would never, never, that I we can do this all day. I know. Ass. Yeah. He's yeah. just like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh it was so great it was so great and even the little thing about how like um future steve tells past steve you know like bucky's alive because he knows that he completely lets his guard down yeah. anytime he hears bucky's name it another just great touch yes um ant-man being like are you wearing axe body spray <laughs> and then tony trying to defend it he's like yeah sometimes i have to you know just keep it as a backup um <laughs> no all of it all of it was great hail honestly. hydra um, i just loved all of it yeah. Oh yeah, the recreation of the elevator scene that was from Winter Soldier that was great. I was so excited. I was like, oh my god, are they going like are they word gonna- for <laughs> word? And then Cap just leans forward and says, "Hail Hydra" to yeah. get out of there with uh, the face. And I was like, and they all kind of look at him like, brilliant. oh, okay, that's up. And I was like, that is genius. We're not even going to have a fight scene. We're going to go <laughs> yeah. back to these moments and just be like, no, we've already fought this. You know, we've already been through hell on earth, guys. We don't have time yeah. for this shit. And it's like, hail Hydra, yeah. right? And then that is America's ass. Just all these perfect beat notes in all of this where I was like, and then Loki, as soon as he gets the stone, he's like, blip. And they're like, fuck. 
Yeah. As you know. soon as he like, takes his chance, oh god, it's so like, spot on for that character. And then when they go back to the 1970s, and you just have that weird like mind fuck of Tony talking to his father, and he's older than his father, and his father is about to have him because it's like it's his birthday, and like his wife is about to give birth to Tony, and you're just like thinking about it, like this is so fucked up, but like it's so great at the but same also time. perfect, and you're like also fuck Back to the Future. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. And this is what it meant, like, watching it in context. And I'm like, man, this movie's really telegraphing that he's going to die at the end. Like, yeah. Like, they took every every possible, like, red flag, and they were just, like, <gasps> like <laughs> just, like, waving it right in front yes. of our faces. Yes, it was Davos um, it was on not, the parapet, was, just like. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> it was not only foreshadowing. It, it was really great to, to have Tony talk to his father in that way, you know, knowing – what what's going to happen in a couple yeah. of years um you know and um steve looking at peggy through oh, that, yeah. that glass and it's like Breaks so symbolic heart. and like the glass is time and like oh it, it was, was, so, it was and he, you almost get the sense that he wants to say something that and, and I, I think that plants the seed for him what he does later yeah like knowing that that could be a, a possibility well especially he when he sees what tony life. does you know we yeah. have to and with tony and when with tony and natasha do for everyone, you know, they, I love how they wanted to honor these sacrifices that they made. That was mm-hmm. just for me, the perf, that's when I was like, perfection, perfection. Yeah. You're, you're yep. honoring, you're honoring your deaths. And the fact that Tony's like, when he snaps his finger, he's like, I'm going to rid you guys of this dude. Can we talk about also, I know we're not, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. I want to, I want to talk about it just for a second. The perfect use of Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She I just shows up like I can. And they're like, why can't? Because they answer the question of she's unstoppable. Once you go through the movie with her, you're like, she's just going to show up and doesn't need any of y'all. She's just going to yeah. kill Thanos and be like, I'm out. <laughs> exactly. See you later. Like, you're welcome. But even her, she was struggling with it yeah. at some point. Right. But her like, whole thing is I've got a whole. This is happening on all of the planets in yeah. the universe, yeah. bitches. Like, it's not just yeah. about y'all. I'm not your personal Postmates. I got shit to do. So yeah, I love that they answered. They solved that. It was great. Yeah. It was totally great. It was like, this it, is. It made sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It completely so. explained, you know, why she wouldn't be there. And it, I feel like it added to like the yeah. believability. Yeah. Of, and like, even, you know, at the end, like something has entered the atmosphere. We're all like, yeah. Everyone's oh my God. <laughs> if I had been at yeah. home alone, I would have been standing in my chair <laughs> screaming because all of the enemy ships detect this crazy thing and then yeah, she the just way rips that... the taint out of that warship yeah. she just like <laughs> shoots right through it and i'm like that's my bitch right i mean because we ta- again we've been talking about it for so long like captain marvel was just gonna whip Thanos' ass and that'll be that and the way they, they set it up like something under the atmosphere and the guns like point towards the sky and you're like oh fuck it's happening um no that it, it was just all great and you get like even like the captain marvel theme that alan yes. Silvestri snuck in that was great it too was we'll talk, talk about it's like hey you got something for me kid and i was like <gasps> what? yeah he, she's like hey peter parker i'm like oh my god this is all i ever wanted peter is so <laughs> enthralled by the women in this movie. yes he's yeah. like yeah. her and her and her around. and her yeah like peter parker's in danger and all the women of the mcu are like who the fuck who what what <laughs> something's <laughs> wrong something's wrong we gotta <laughs> Was great. Oh great! Oh my god! I hope uh, I haven't derailed you from your timeline. I'm no, just, not at I'm all. just the curious cat asking questions. All right, the, the only other thing I want to talk about the time travel was Thor being able to talk to his mom again. Oh, oh yes, yes. 
Yeah, and she's like, I know you're from the future. I was raised by witches. Frigga, you- <laughs> yeah, she's, she's like, I'm not here for your bullshit, Thor. I raised you. I just love their interaction. Like, the second time around, too, especially I was paying attention to it. And as she's talking to him, she's just playing with his hair. And it's mm-hmm. something, like, that my mom does to me, like, when we'll be casually talking, like, side by side to each other. It's just, like, such a mother thing to yeah. be doing. I love Renee Russo in this. Oh, she was perfect. It was Perfect. it was honestly like such a, like a gorgeous scene and her conversation with him about you know you should stop trying to be who everyone is expecting you to be yeah. you have to be like who you are as yeah. a person I felt like that was super special and good for his character in that moment especially yes yep. you don't have to that's why you don't need a montage scene before the war you don't you know even though again I'm thinking oh this this is a positive message and then it's like hey, this I'm like, what? I mean, it's a funny line. Come on. It's a funny line. But it's also like confused. All right. Could have done without. Exactly. Some people, I heard conversation. I'm not sure how true this is, but I've heard people say that some of those lines were added in like afterwards. And that, yeah. And that seems like one of the ones it struck me as out of place too, especially the second time we watched it because it was like you were saying, it was such an emotional scene. I was like, I was like, what? Why did they add that there? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't dig... Because like, she doesn't say it on camera. Just like, yeah, no, you see the back of her head. Yeah. So I was wondering if that was, you know, like, one of the ones that wasn't there originally. Man, were the test audiences, like... Do they? Oh, I hope not. I don't. I. Oh I well, you don't want to get. You don't want to. You just don't even want to know who the test audiences are. I'm sorry if you're in a test audience. This is the biggest fucking morons I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Very rarely, the people who it's like president. The people who should be in a test room never are. Like the people mm-hmm. who, well, my, maybe 2020 is going to be different. But I'm just saying, like, the people you want to be president don't normally, like, bother with it. And the people you want to, like, test movies and have, they don't call me. They don't poll me. They don't <laughs> ask you. I'm like, who are these morons? And I know exactly where they do it. And I know exactly where the places are. And they're just asking, like, yeah. these, you know, these tofu motherfuckers stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like Thor should have a montage to work out and get back into shape. <laughs> so we'll make some fat jokes. I'm just like, mm. Oh, I hope that wasn't the case. I I, don't I mean, I don't like want that to sound like a cop out. Like, yeah, I, it, unless that's like confirmed. Like, we have to say it's the right the writers that that did that. Yeah, but, yeah, definitely. Um, um, yeah, I'm I'm saying too. I'm not sure how true that was. I've just been you know going through right social media and everything else, and interesting. It wouldn't surprise me if that was the case, but I'm. I, I don't know how true it is. So, but yeah. that moment, other than, you know, that just right of mine was really pretty. Just with like Frigga yeah. and Thor, I thought it was pretty great. Did you expect yeah. them to go back to where they were going to go, Ian? Like, what was your reaction when you saw us going back into the old franchises? Did you go, <gasps> I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't do any like you research. didn't know anything. I had n- no idea. I mean, to the point where like I saw the preview um, of, you know, the Hawkeye scene. And I didn't know what that was going to be. Right. Until I finally saw it. And then I was like, oh, really? So, I mean, I had no expectations. So I, when we went to go back, did you get like all cheesed up? Like, oh, my God, we're going to. You didn't even know. I, I had no idea it. Was gonna, that was going to happen. That's I cool. thought it was really cool. But I, had, I was not, you know. Again, I just, I stayed off of everything. Yeah. Like what I'm doing with with uh, Game of Thrones, I, there's yeah, I don't even go. Nothing. There's just nothing. If I just even see like the colors of Game of Thrones, I just avoid <laughs> it. Because if a bitch like spo- spoils it for me at this point, I will come to your apartment. Yeah. And just yeah. 
beat you with a dragon leg. So it when I when you know when I saw it, I thought it was you know it was a very everything was very new and fresh, and I had nothing spoiled for me. Cool. Yeah. Well, now we're in the best part of the film, which is the final battle. Oh. Um, and again, everything I ever <laughs> would have wanted, and it was great seeing the final battle for the first time on the second viewing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'll say the exact same thing. Because with me, with the dark screen and trying to watch the film through tears, I was not absorbing anything. Right. I was just like, this is so great. Yeah. Uh, no, the second time I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm watching this for the first time. Like, <laughs> I said that too in the car was I feel like... Um, Again, I it was 3 a.m. when we first saw it. Yeah, too. so like when we actually got out of the theater the second time, I was like, I thoroughly enjoyed the fight scene this time around because I feel like the first time I was just like so like it was like sensory overload like there was really so was. much stuff yeah. happening it was late it was kind of dark on the screen i couldn't just like i was hyper focusing on just like certain characters so i was missing everyone else in the background because i was like oh where's the gauntlet and they were doing the sort of baton pass with it which was yeah super clever exactly. but yeah during yeah during the um fight scene i felt like i could finally just like figure out like oh this person's here and you oh you can see them like fighting in the background and mm -hmm. everything else and i feel like it was super rewarding yeah the second time around especially. and the russos know how to give each of those characters their moments somehow like, they did yeah i liked that i appreciated characters. that too <laughs> although was little I, was, moments. I was scattering back and forth and it was early in the morning but it was still like a lot. I was just like so hyped up emotionally, and I remember just both of us were just like both of our heads were swiveling trying to catch yeah. everybody on screen, going okay, and then he's there, and then oh my god, and there's Professor, and there's there's Doctor Strange, and then there's all this shit, and and we're trying to capture the moments, and it's like Tony's like, what happens next? If I tell you, it's not gonna happen, mm -hmm. you know. And Peter Parker's like, yeah. hello, sir, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, sir. I was like, oh my god, what's happening? And the Nebula. <laughs> The whole thing with Nebula and Gamora. I didn't know we were going to spend this much time with Nebula. I know. That kind of shocked me. Yeah. I know. I know. I was actually pleasantly surprised. And I put in the notes and stuff, too. I was so happy with the way they've developed Nebula's character since she's been introduced. And I feel like, in a way, she's one of the like most fleshed out characters in a sense that she's become so different from the point that she started right in mm -hmm. in the franchise to the point that she is now and just like i i really love her yeah. interactions with honestly everyone like her interactions with rocket with tony like in the ship gamora um even her you know her old self's interactions with like thanos and her looking at who she used to be right you know, trying to please him and realizing how far she's come in the span of i guess nine years from that old nebula to the yeah current nebula. and you know nebula tells old nebula like you can change and then old nebula says something like he won't let he me won't and let i'm me. just like it's heartbreaking it's ha honestly it is heartbreaking. like oh my god that was like, completely I'm... unexpected a character that i kind of just kind of went me you know, yeah. I mean, I know Karen Gillan from being, you know, Amy Pond on Doctor Who. That's, yeah. you know, how I come to Karen, the Karen Gillan kind of thing. But, like, to see her, like, turn Nebula into this fully formed deal. And then yeah. how they geniusly take the two sisters and they reset Gamora. Where she's just like, yeah. what's going on? What's <laughs> happening? Uh, I'm not quite sure what's happening. But she, the old Gamora, can see, oh, shit's. Shit's going down, and this dude does this to me? Yeah. What? Yeah. So I like how those two 
women have this moment of like, this dude is not, that's, that's not good for us. So mm-hmm. it was awesome. Totally. That, that was completely unexpected. And what a genius way to just bring Gomorrah back into the story too. Genius. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm completely skating past the, the moment that Kat picks up Mew Mew. Yeah. Mjolnir. <laughs> completely. We all were like, oh. what? I he feel is like that to me was, worthy. was the most surprising moment of the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like the first time I saw it, I was not expecting it. Mostly because I was just like, like I said, like completely overwhelmed. I was like, oh my God, so much is happening. They're fighting Thanos. Like everything is going down at this moment. Mm-hmm. And then it flies past, you know, Thor and goes around. And it was like, I was like, oh, well, it's probably going to boomerang around. And it just shows Cap. Like holding it, I was just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, and, and they Thor. give Thor the reaction that we have, right? We're all reacting yeah. to yeah. Thor. Yeah, it's like I knew, I knew it, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was exactly. super. It was great. I feel yeah. like it was just super rewarding to see that. I remember we all like grabbed onto each other and were like leaning forward yeah. in our seats. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, "Oh my god!" Uh, no, it was, it was. I did a lot great. of air whipping. Yeah. <laughs> next day yeah. and i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was it was quiet as a church in our theater uh-huh. we had a couple of chuckles but we go to a theater that's very reverential like everybody's at a, a certain time of day it is these yeah. were like this is like these were super fans who didn't want the movie to get spoiled one guy came straight from work his overnight to the eight o'clock movie oh so God. that nobody God. would mess it up for him so we were all like <laughs> super fans and everybody was just like like making little noises and I was just like quietly pumping the air so there was no you know but yeah I want to there's so much to talk about this battle but I just want to go through quick just highlight bullet points that I I just took away from it sure sure I'm sorry I squeezed you out of your timeline I'm so sorry it's fine um yeah the the Wakandans going through the portal bringing back that war chant to harken back to Infinity War that was great finally we get the line Avengers Assemble absolute chills amazing um valkyrie on her pegasus awesome yes. yes pepper in her own iron suit again just complete emotional payoff like finally right um seeing like little little uh characters in the background like umbaka was there i swear there was a scroll from captain marvel i'm pretty sure it was a scroll was there i'm pretty sure okay um and then you also had the ravagers from guardians of the galaxy um captain marvel's entrance into the battle we talked about it a little bit that, that was great the moment where thanos headbutts her and she like doesn't even flinch right you're like you're like oh, shit like yeah <laughs> uh the shot with all the mcu women superheroes yes. and everybody's like oh my god what? i'm like really piss off seriously piss that, off ghost yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that was like a big fuck you to the captain marvel uh yeah. yeah yeah um yeah peter parker being absolutely stunned by carol like hi i'm peter but like just no no care about like his secret identity like what's that uh he's like hi i'm peter parker um i live in new york <laughs> here's my address uh yeah I'm sort and, of in like, high school i might have graduated i'm not really sure i might be in college i'm not really sure what's happening with his five years but whatever the next movie yeah, will answer it's that been five years i'm not sure what's yeah. going on yeah uh, and like again, Carol and Thanos fighting just completely. If it had just been Carol and Thanos, her. go ahead. I'm sorry. 
Oh, no, no. I was just saying, like, when he headbutts her and she doesn't even flinch, she just stares at him and is like, I'm yeah. going to kick your ass. Yeah. If this had been in the parking <laughs> lot of the Circuit City or the Blockbuster, like, it would have been, like, no contest. It would have been like, fuck you, you ain't doing shit. But, you know, she's got other things to do. So, yeah. Exactly. And also, get a haircut. She had time to go get a haircut. So. Oh, yeah. Her, I love the haircut. I love her haircut. People her war like, bob. Like, <laughs> like peak lesbian power. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you. Like, I love I'm it. I'm gay, guys. Superheroes can be gay. She was like, um, quickly before we move into like the end and the stuff with Tony, I wanted to talk quickly about uh, the Scarlet Witch versus Thanos yeah. because I feel like oh. that was also a super payoff where she was like, you took everything from me. And he says, I don't even know who you are. And she said, you will. And she was kicking his ass. Yeah. He would not have asked his own ships to shoot on his own troops. She yeah. probably would have just like fucked him up completely. Yeah. Like she was beating him up. And the only reason she got blown away was because all the ships started attacking. That's right. But That's she right. She had the upper hand and it was wild to watch that, but also completely gratifying, especially after she watched him kill vision again after she had to destroy him. Yeah. Heartbreaking. But Witch like, I was power. Like, yes. Witch power. Yes. Yeah, I was just like, oh my goodness. It was so <laughs> great. So great. Yes. And then we get into the, the final sacrifice, you know, I am Iron Man. The way that Doctor Strange just like holds up that one finger. Yeah. And yeah. it's, this is such a small detail, but it's, it's, again, why, I, I don't know why some people have some feelings about Benedict Cumberbatch as an actor, but I just love the, just the small shaking of his hands. Yeah. Because that's a Doctor Strange thing that he's done in that movie and he yeah. does it in in Ragnarok and he does it in Infinity War and he does it in this film like he he just plays super close attention to that small detail just yeah. again the continuity in the world is just completely astounding to me but when he holds up that one shaky finger and Tony finally realizes what he has to do right and you're like ooh this is not you know and he finally does it and like it's so poetic that he gets you know Thanos that gets snapped away along with yeah. all of his other troops it's just so so well, hats poetic. off to Josh Brolin like he you know, he makes that declaration of, like, first I didn't even think about you guys. It wasn't personal, and now I'm going to enjoy mm -hmm. this. And then when he finally realizes that he's defeated, and he just sits down yeah, and is like, okay, I guess yeah. this and I is also, what this is. I, I also really love that we all, we almost sort of got two different Thanoses in a way. Yeah, and it makes we sense Because there's, like, like a four-year difference. Because, you know, Infinity War Thanos is like, reasonable and pragmatic and practical and he's just trying to fulfill his destiny but this this thanos is has not embarked on that quest yet right and he's a lot more i guess yeah cruel arrogant, arrogant more power hungry mm -hmm. and and it's driven home with that line like uh i didn't take it personally but now but i'm now going i'm gonna it. enjoy this and i'm right. like this is this is almost a different sort it's of It's a different Thanos. side to him that I really enjoyed that we finally got because that's more a lot more comic book accurate. Yeah. Almost. Not to say that because he wasn't accurate and in, in where he was bad. I'm not saying that. It's just a different side to the his, character that I'm glad we saw. Yeah. You know. Two yeah. sides of the same coin. He really was. Well, really and it was, was his own avarice threat. and his own power madness that takes him out on this battlefield, you know. I mean, he's, yeah. he's mm -hmm. formidable, but it's his own. This is why these regimes never work out. Yeah. And but the, then yeah, it, the it, fact when he sits back down, it's almost a switch back to the, you know, okay, I'm going to accept the inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. And the, I can't the, stop it. Yeah. Complete arrogance. He doesn't even realize that the stones are missing from the gauntlet. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's like so confident just in himself. Just that echoing of the And that, like, that snap. clink. Yeah. And, and we're just, just like. like uh. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you know, Tony snaps his fingers, everyone goes away, and then you have that really, just, like, completely heartbreaking. Um, I noticed the second time, you know what he says to Pepper? He says Morgan's name. Does he? Oh, I just heard he hey, says, Pep. I didn't hear. Yeah, after that, yeah. he says something about Morgan, and that's when Pepper says we're going to be fine. Because I heard, I heard him say something, but I couldn't. I couldn't actually hear it. I stand by the fact that I think movies need subtitles. Oh I yeah. Just, I oh, I do too. The, yeah. Not I just realize... for not just for the hearing impaired who really do need to experience yeah. the films yes. along with us. Um, I just got to tell you, just because sound mixing in your theater may be off. Uh, it may be on the glass master that gets sent out or whatever form it gets sent or out to the theater. Or if you just have, like, auditory, com- like, some people just, like me and you, like, we yeah. need subtitles to get everything. It's, oh, we watch hard, we watch yeah. everything with subtitles on. We watch everything yeah. with subtitles. See, I didn't used to before, like, we honestly became roommates, but Andre always has since I've known you. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how much I was missing, yeah. which is actually kind of scary. <laughs> I think about yeah. it, I was like, oh, my God, like, I... I don't know if it's just because, like, I focus. I'm I'm a much more visual person, so like, I feel like auditory stuff sometimes just completely slips by me. But yeah, um, yeah I stand by that. I'm just like I I would prefer subtitles. But yeah, I didn't I didn't catch that. I heard him mumble something, but I it wasn't intelligible mm. to me. So yeah, that's cool, but also completely heartbreaking. Completely heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't hear that. We've only seen it the one time. I just know that when she harkens back to. You know, they walk away. He says, no, we're not, I'm not going to help you guys. I've got my life. It's cool. And no, whatever. You know, you can stay and have lunch if you don't talk shop. And then he's yeah. up all yeah. night with his table. Of course, Tony has like his, you know, work table and his cabin. <laughs> he's not going to be without his tech. And he figures it out. And he goes, you know, I could just go to bed. And she's like, you know, but you're, you're not going to rest. And so mm-hmm. she, she brings yeah. that back around to him. And I'm like, not a huge fan of Gwyneth Paltrow. You know, don't hate yeah. her. But like, again, like with ScarJo, it's like, but yeah, I was just I in this that. moment going, I, I need to go check out me some goop. No, that's not going to happen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I was just like, this is amazing. Like just to, to use everybody to their full power in this film to make me actually be heartbroken. It's something Gwyneth Paltrow is saying to yes. Robert yeah. Denny Jr. It, it yeah. broke me in half. It broke me in half. Now you can rest. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah, and then we get that that funeral scene with everyone there. Lord have mercy. Again, the the music in that was just complete. I, I remember just like just losing it. It was just I was just moved so much. Is again seeing all these characters in their uh, own groups. In their own groups, yeah. like I'm pff, telling you, those Wakanda funeral clothes. I know maybe this isn't you. appropriate for the sad conversation, but I <laughs> commented. I was like, they look so fine in in whatever they were wearing. Like Shuri's dress cape thing, especially. I was yeah, like, I was like, they look so good. I would be honestly, <laughs> if I lived in this universe, I would be getting on that wakandan shuttle and going to their outlets and be getting me snapping <laughs> yeah. me up some wakandan looks because they had their parade look they had their funeral look they had their let's go to the un look they had their battle yeah. looks they have their you know fight for you know p- power looks they have yeah. a look for all of these occasions and mm-hmm. even they're like under the cloak of dagger like lapitas like i'm undercover in the back of this van with all these you know <laughs> uh, brides being snatched away she even was then was just serving some like empire black empire realness that i'm like yeah. wow 
They have exactly. got their look on point. I mean, maybe that's where Hulk is shopping. He might be going to Wakanda. <laughs> He's getting the Wakanda. I think I feel like Wakanda Sherry clothing. Sherry probably worked out that sweater for him now that I'm thinking about it. Sherry's probably like, I can make you some pants and I can like <laughs> if anybody's gonna get the tech on lock, I can make frames, you know, that's about a foot and a half wide and still be fly. That's probably yes. Sherry. I'm just saying. Yeah, and I love I love the inclusion of uh, Harley from the the third Iron Man film yeah. being there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like, get that at all. They didn't have to do that, but I they had really... to rely on you for that. I'm like, I didn't even know who the hell that was. And Most people a, lot did. Of pe- a lot of people didn't, and he's well, he's grown so much. I mean, yeah. he's like, yeah. he's probably in his late teens now, and he was he was little. I mean, when yeah, he was that film came it. out in 2013, I think. Yeah. So yeah, it was. So you know. it's it's been about six-ish, <laughs> six-ish wow. years since then. So yeah. it's understandable that people are like, "Who the hell is that?" Like, and, yeah, a it's random kid like, by himself. Yeah, and like we were saying, everyone's standing in their own groups. And I think there was there was something to the way or where uh, Carol was standing on the stairs, on the stairs, right? looking out over all of this. That's right. What do y'all like, make of that? It was almost like. Well, she she knew that she wasn't a, nearly as close. I mean, then again, yeah. like she's distance, but that sort of right. surveyor of everything, right? Like, I mean, like the T'Challa. Oh well, he knows who Tony is, but mm. um, like the way she's staying over it, like it's almost like it almost felt like the mantle was being passed her because I, I, without a doubt, feel like she's going to be leading the charge into Phase Four. Yeah, yes. yeah, um, yeah, I do. And too. she's like sort of looking out over it and but you showing know, and up then, to pay her respects. Like I don't want to like intrude right yeah but right. i'm gonna hang back because she was also wasn't nick also on the uh yeah, he was on the she, porch yeah, too, the yeah. Last one he was on the behind. porch i would have loved some a little something between them i i also after their great you know uh chemistry in captain marvel oh yeah nice they were awesome i don't the think Marvelettes. that was the right time yeah yeah <laughs> <But> <laughs> um just like everyone's expressions you know in that scene as it's like panning around and everything mm-hmm. peter being there with like aunt may aunt may after you know, watching essentially just like Tony die and being like, "Hey, we did." That was it. his Uncle Ben like, moment. Yeah, I watching mean, it, Tony it die. was. Yeah, yeah, it was, and it was super heartbreaking. Even Nebula's like face mm-hmm. in when they're doing the panning shots and how she just looks up and looks down. I was really paying attention, like the second time around, trying to pay attention more to the dialogue because yeah. I was missing things, and also just like facial expressions mm-hmm. and just the funeral scene is just heartbreaking yeah. and just what an honor though like it just it just honors its own book ending we're saying goodbye yeah. to tony we're saying goodbye to his legacy we're saying goodbye to this phase i mean this is why i walked out that theater just like an emotional mess sure but just like well, this was perfect it was a love letter to fans without you said at the beginning fan servicing without being too sappy there was no there was no sap it was like zero sap and it was just mm-hmm. it was honoring all the time that people put into it and for a new fan i appreciated it but just seeing what it did for the people who've put all this time into it i was like mm-hmm. respect to the russos yeah. and feige and everybody who's been involved in this entire journey and that is just that's what makes this to me probably one of the best films that happened in 2019 um, I, it's going to be hard to kind of top what this film did and yeah. how it served its story and how it's just, it's a line in the sand for me. It's a watermark for filmmaking. Yeah. I just loved all of it. All it's of every aspect of it. It's a historic film for sure. And even in the end credits, I'm jumping ahead of myself, but in the end credits when they're going through just like the, not like the ancillary characters, like, you know, going through all of that, I'm like, 
and just showing little bits from their films. I'm like, this really is like the end of an era, even though we have new stories branching out, like Black Panther, Captain Marvel, the Eternals, Br- the Eternals, exactly. Like we, we're still going on, but like it, it's definitely feels like the end of, of something. It just felt completely, it just felt yeah. right. Um, wrapping up cause we're, we're about to go over, but, um, Thor's ending, giving Valkyrie reign over Asgard as king of Asgard. So perfect. And again, going back to what Frigga said, like you need to be who you want to be and not what other people want you to be. That's right. And that was that was him that was him doing what what she said. She's immediately like, I have notes. Also the fact that she was, you know, drunk on the trash planet kind of Mm -hmm. lost forgotten that her lineage and forgetting who she was and now she's found her way um by being in the company of thor and them going on this journey together through ragnarok i love how they just they honored what taika did in that film they didn't just throw it away it wasn't just you know the if they had left it was just korg and meek and you know, in, in at New Asgard and left it there. No, there was like this passing over, passing on yes. to this yeah. new mantle. And I was like, wow, that's perfect. And she completely understands what Thor is going through. And exactly. if you think about it, you, you pointed this out the yeah. other day. If you think about it, the whole stuff that went down between the Valkyries and Hela happened before Thor was even born. Because right. he was like, oh, and I just heard stories. Like, yeah. he admired them, but it was stories. Yeah, and Thor is like 1,500 years old. Yeah, so so Valkyrie has that. been living with that grief for 1500 years at least at yeah. least so yeah. she's gonna know how to put together a charter and how to rebuild yeah. and give this dude some time and she mm-hmm. sees all the mead yeah. piled up in the corner and she's like oh i feel you yeah I've and even that. when hulk goes there and she's like yeah it's that bad like she knows what what she's talking about yeah but she stepped in you know in his place because i feel like she had enough confidence in him to, yeah she was like it's been five years in the span of their seemingly you know immortal lives that's that's it's nothing. nothing. It's a blip. And she's it's like, nothing. I'm letting him, you know, live it out. And I don't know particularly how to help him. And I, you know, a lot of people didn't know how to help me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they had that sort of understanding um, between one another, which I feel like is really great. And I'm excited to see, you know, if they're going to do other things with her character. I would I'm love sure. a Valkyrie movie. Me too. With Taika Waititi. Like, <laughs> are you kidding yeah. me? Like, I'm just they like. need to get on that. That would be amazing. Yeah. I would see it for sure. We'd all see it. No. Yeah, and one last coda on this film was the whole thing with uh, Cap going back and like again, just a perfect ending to this character that has been doing nothing but giving to people and protecting other people, and just living with that out of time aspect and just loneliness. Even though he had the the family that was the Avengers, he was just completely lonely and like. Like, he knew his best friend was out there, but he's, like, not his best friend. And, like, Peggy's, like, almost 100 years old. And the fact that he takes this one moment to take something for himself, like, finally. Because, like, if you think about it, like, the whole time Steve has been in this this time, it's been nothing but but loss and, and heartbreak. Even and war. This, I mean, like, war. he was this he was this puny man who wanted to do nothing but go and, like, fight for his country. Yeah. You know? So from, from, from his... Now, we don't know what Cap's early life was like, but he was a guy who, you know, that 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 greatest generation that, you know, maybe you played, you went to games and you hung out with Bucky and you palled around, but then your country called for you and, and you couldn't serve. So he has not had a moment to himself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I want to I talk about the decision to give Sam the shield because I think it makes complete and utter sense for it Perfect to be sense. sam and i, I didn't it. think i'd be saying this because i i told you i would love for it 
to be Bucky. Mm-hmm. But the more I think about it, it makes complete uh, complete sense for it to be Sam only because, you know, I think we we know 1,000% that Bucky knew before Cap went into the quantum realm that he was going to do this. Like, they yeah, definitely talked true. about it beforehand. Yeah. Like, the way, you know, say, I'll miss you and, like, all that stuff. The hug. The hug, knowing where... Or, Knowing that Cap was going to be back, but like not knowing where. Don't, didn't you the tell only... me they have it almost the exact same lines? From that one, yeah, mm-hmm. you're taking on the stupid with you. It's yeah, like, don't do anything stupid. You're taking on the stupid with you. Yeah, which harkened back to the first, first Avenger. Yeah, first so first Bucky Avenger. knew, huh? Yeah. yeah. So we're it's... saying that there's another Cap out there in the world, living quietly, just as Peggy's husband, just chilling. Uh, in a. In a different timeline, yes. The Roosters have teased that um, there's another story to how he managed to pull that off. Okay. That they may or may not get into. So I'm like, I loved okay, it, though. Well. I mean, I love, I and mean, I know we want to move on to, like, Sam, but I just, I'm still stuck in that moment. If when I saw Cap sitting on the bench, and we're not in the yeah. middle of the the time, you know, time machine, and we go over to the bench, I was losing it. I was looking, he looked, he reminded me of Stanley. He was also, he had the ring on. He was also, he looked like a man who was satisfied with his life. He wasn't going to tell yeah. anybody his business. And then, you know, he pulls that thing out and gives it to Sam. I mean, I th- I started from, like, falling apart with Hawkeye losing his family. And I was like, they're just going to wring me all the tears out my yeah. body before <laughs> yeah. I get in the core. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. I need a medic right now. I need a medic. I need a medic and Jesus. And I was just, like, watching what they did with cap giving him this gift and giving us the gift of what happened to cap. Like we could now breathe. Now we could rest mm-hmm. with what happened to cap and the door being propped open and him dancing with. <sighs> yeah. 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 And unfortunately, yeah. you know, a lot of people really don't like that, that Sam got the shield. Unfortunately, a lot of them are, uh, oh, you mean the racist fans. Uh, you mean well, the white nationalists? Probably also that. Probably oh, okay. also that. I'm like, right. just really ask yourself why you're just really have why a problem mad. with yeah. Sam being the new Captain America. Uh, no, and you know, I'm not saying you know, you know, stand who you want, ship who you want. Don't let it cloud your judgment and how you think about this film. Am I Stucky because and Stony? I, talking about those guys? Yeah, like yeah, like Stucky. Stucky fans were really upset that it wasn't Bucky that that got, got the, the shield. shield. And and here's my thing. I was like literally hours before we started recording, I was talking to this person on Twitter who had the same feeling, who didn't understand why it wasn't Bucky. And I was like, listen, it makes total sense only because Bucky, much like Hap, has been fighting all of his life for other people. He's a man that has been used as a weapon by Hydra. Right. And stolen out of his own time as well. So it wouldn't make sense for, for Cap to give him this uh, this other responsibility of yeah. withholding the mantle of Captain America. That's a lot. Like, imagine if he went and lived his life and came back and like, okay, now you can deal with this. Like, that doesn't make sense. That's kind of a shitty thing to do to Bucky. He needs his time in the sun. He needs his, you know. He just wants to go to his Wakandan goat farm. Yeah. That's all. Even in Infinity War, when in Infinity War, when they they bring him the arm and he's He's like, like, where's the fight? And he's like, you can tell he's, he's tired. Like Cap has, has been tired. Exactly. seeing, Seeing Sam, like, look at him and he's like why don't you like try it on and he's like are you sure sam looks back at bucky and he yeah goes, as in is this okay it's almost like that confirmation between all three of them that is like this is like a you know like a teamwork at that point that yeah. like 
we want to see you succeed in something. You're you're the younger generation. You're the next yeah. generation for this. And this isn't to say that that Sam has not also suffered his own war related oh, yeah. traumas because he definitely has. Oh like, yeah, that's like true. Losing his yeah. best friend. Yeah, exactly. Else. But I but I mean in comparison, like Bucky's just really gone through. And the who's to ringer. say that we don't know? And I don't know how this time travel stuff is still working out. I'm still trying to get my mind around it. Who's to say that Sam and Bucky, you know, ain't gonna like go over and play some cards with Cap? Cap's not dead. He's just old. They can go yeah, and like have the Bluebird exactly. special. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they can go to yeah. Wakanda and like chill out and like sit around, you know, by the water and like tell old war yeah. stories and chill. It's not over. Yeah. So I don't know why everybody's like feeling like this is the end, you know. And that, we don't know if Peggy has passed away and that's why Cap is showing up or she's at home waiting on him. We don't know if there's a big family yeah. dinner that's going to be happening over Cap's house. I love that we yeah, don't exactly. know, and I think there's so many possibilities with this that it was just beautiful. Yeah, they didn't need beautiful. to tell us flat out that, that Bucky knew. Like, there was just so much in it already. And, you know, the, the person, thankfully, it was a very civil conversation. They weren't, you know. Um, the person was, like, in response to me, like, Bucky not having to fight anymore, we were like, well, they had that spinoff with Bucky and Falcon. Like, he's probably going to be fighting in that. I'm like, whether or not Bucky is fighting in future Marvel stories sort of it's inconsequential to to what actually happened it, it what matters is cap's intent and motivation to get to not giving him the shield yeah to yeah. not giving him that mantle and someone pointed out like it's almost giving bucky the the right to choose absolutely if he does want to go back into the field or not there's plenty he of ass beating look he's he, which he knows, again he's got the, he's got great... the... Go sorry ahead. go ahead He's got go the vibranium connect. If he wants to get some other like circular thing made and go out and like get an outfit made, he knows the people. You and, know exactly. <laughs> and and the, it's also so poetic because Bucky has been deprived of freedom of choice of his exactly. own auto autonomy exactly. for years. Yeah. So to now to to cap finally giving him that choice, like again, it's just perfect. Yeah, it really is just perfect. So just just think about it. Like it just makes the most logical sense. And if I'm gonna trust anybody with with how Cap's story ends it's gonna be the people that have written all of his movies these like, people sorry. have spent so much time you know uh, McFeely and I uh, is it Marcus they you know they did all of the, the, the what all of the Captain Marvel I mean all of the um, all the Captain America movies all the Captain America movies mm -hmm. they worked on Agent Carter the TV show yep. they rewrote this these scenes and wrote and wrote for years and years and they've been at this for years I don't feel like anybody sat around and just made cavalier decisions no on any yeah. of this yeah. You know, the things that are well made, they take the time to do this. And I know there's always, it doesn't matter what you write down. I mean, this is what you know is a writer. I know this from being a writer. No matter what you write, there's always going to be a contrarian or someone who has like their own personal um, decision to make. And, you know, um, so I, I feel like everybody's going to shit on whatever decision is coming. And yeah. it's just, yeah. dis it's disheartening that people are making the choices that they're making. But a lot of them are very telling. You know, you don't want a black Captain America. All right, you know, <laughs> go with God. Good luck with that, you know. <laughs> yeah. You don't want, exactly. you know, all of these women to be in your, you know, like all the people who are like complaining about Mortal Kombat, Bat, the recent version of it. Like, I can't jerk off to this character. <laughs> you know what time it is, right? You know, you know what time <laughs> yeah. it is. You know that black people and, and, and your characters are not being catered to y'all anymore. That time is over. Mm -hmm. yeah. and this is the new time and the new fans that are here or the old fans who are finally getting a say I mean I'm not I'm a new fan of MCU but I'm an older person who's like oh this is why I'm watching this now mm -hmm. it's not just serving old 
um, crusty old fanboys in their basements. And I have some yeah. friends. I'm very tight with some of these crusty old fanboys. And we've, we haven't come to blows, but seeing their reactions to stuff has been interesting. I'm like, okay, you consider yourself like current and a feminist and whatever but you know are you listening to the shit that's coming out of your mouth though and yeah. i had a friend we were like we were going back and forth on messenger and he was like oh shit I said, that's how you're looking like mm-hmm. yeah and it's not about how you're looking that i'm not trying to sjw do you dude but like why are you feeling this type of way about this thing yeah you know and then i know his personal life and i know where he's coming from and he's like oh well maybe i yeah and i'm like yeah maybe you should think about it a little <laughs> bit different yeah. You might have exactly. a better real walking out around world if you change your thinking. Maybe you mm-hmm. won't be alone. Maybe you will, because this is the person who desperately wants to have a relationship. I said, your thinking may be the cage that you're living in because you're yeah. lovely otherwise. And then you have these sort of like old caveman thoughts about stuff. <laughs> you can swipe right yeah. and left all fucking day, dude. But until you change your mind, it's the only thing we can change about ourselves is our minds. So I think it's interesting to see this sort of bringing some shit up to the surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Definitely. And just to, to wrap everything up, for for how this film ended, I, that's why I was a bawling mess during the credits is because that Steve finally got his dance. Oh, yeah. I was just like overwhelmed with just like happiness for the character. <laughs> Again, he just finally got his one chance to do something for himself. Right. And just yeah. It was just, just so great. I just want to, um, can we just have, it's never going to be made. I know Chris has moved on to do other things, but can we just do a short where, where we just see Cap at home, like, you know, ironing, you know, I would love to that. the ball game. <laughs> like him being a stay at home husband. Yeah. While, he wa- you know, he's walking Peggy's the dog. Doing for shield yeah. stuff. He's yeah, making yeah, yeah. her lunches <laughs> in the morning. You know, he's putting her lunches together. He's coming to surprise her at work and like either having to meet behind the building cause he can't be seen. So <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> I just <laughs> yeah. pear salad with shaved cheese or whatever the fuck they ate back in the forties. I don't know if they were into it. <laughs> uh, you know, like and then they're just, just kicking it, you know, just kicking it in the backyard and, fourth of july and i just i want to see it i might maybe i just you know had to rely on my my imagination but That'd it was really perfect nice. all of it yeah all of the sacrifices <laughs> all the storylines i can't imagine them doing anything else other yeah. than what they did so yeah and to top it off they made 1.2 billion in their opening weekend which has never ever happened before <laughs> never. and people are like surprised and like it just we saw this coming from the pre-ticket right? it, sales. It's broken like, every record ever, right? <laughs> As of yesterday, it's it's at one point seven, and this is the beginning of the weekend. Yeah. So the people that couldn't get in the first time because it was all sold out are finally going to see it. Plus the people like us who are going to see it a second time. Watching. It's gonna be yeah. It's gonna so be you're great. gonna see it hit like two billion, you know, easily into what next easily. week? Easily. Weekend. Yeah, they can make 300 million and So in all y'all weekend. sitting around like again, I'm still here people people just shitting on like Bohemian Rap Rocket Man so much better than Bohemian Raps I'm like, I don't I mean, I don't know why are y'all shouting in the void. First of all, you can like Elton John and Queen at the same time, but also Also Rocket Man hasn't even come out yet. <laughs> <laughs> also Bo- Bohemian Rhapsody did what it did though. Black Panther did what it did though. Mm-hmm. I mean, go ahead and green book yourself into a cornfield and tell yourself what, you know, it's not happening and put your head over your, you know, your hand over your ears and go la, 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 la. But this, this is happening now. $2 billion is not a con job. It's what people want to see. Yeah. Yep. So, 
I think you guys should adjust <laughs> your shit accordingly. Or, you know, like I said, things will move on without you. They have a way of moving on without. Uh, this is how dinosaurs become dinosaurs. So I feel like, you know, this is this is what we all want. Right? Yep. Yep. I just really needed to beat out Avatar once and for all. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling <laughs> you. They only, they only need another billion because it's at 2.78. Yeah, two point seven eight for Avatar right now. They're at one point seven eight, so they only need another billion. I hate that movie billion. so much. I just hate that movie so much. I hate Avatar. We all, so much. <laughs> we all. I'm just like I'm just waiting for it so I can just bask in Endgame's victory. Just, <laughs> it's like the ultimate like white savior. Mo- oh God. Oh, uh, the colonization narrative. It's oh my whack. God, the colonization <laughs> narrative. It was only be good because of technology, and you can't convince. Me I can't otherwise. tell you That's even the, the only... name of those characters. No one I, can. I feel like no one Zoe's, can. I think just I just all the thing that I I love out of this is Zoe Saldana still getting her check. Yeah, she getting her <laughs> Avatar check. She getting her Star Trek check, mm-hmm. and now she has her Marvel check. I'm just mm-hmm. like, girl, She's Zoe it. don't have to do nothing. She just got like <laughs> just sit home with her feet up and go. I did all. I did all the superhero movies. Boy. Yep. So that's yep. the only thing that I always cheer Avatar on because I know Zoe getting her check. <laughs> <I'm Yeah>. Like, <laughs> all right, girl, getting her check. Um, that's good. So I am excited about what's coming next. What I felt like it wasn't a, it was a close it was a closure for a certain thing, but I didn't feel like it was the end. It wasn't burying anything. It was playing mm-hmm. paying yeah. homage to where it had been, and now it's opened up this new door. So again, talk about that perfection. I'm excited for Spider Man coming out. What else is coming out? What's what's the newest stuff coming out? We. We know not a lot about what fate what phase four is going to bring. The Eternals we- is happening. Yeah. Um, okay. That's and I think that's possibly going to be twenty twenty. Well, obviously we have we have but- the obvious sequels. We know Captain Marvel is probably going to get a sequel. Black Panther is yep. going to get a sequel. Uh, we know about um, Guardians. The Shang- Guardians. We know about the Shang Chi movie. Yeah. Uh, the Black Widow movie. That sadly probably going to be a prequel at this point. That's what I figured um, it was going to be, but now yeah. there's kind of that definite. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, that's going to have to be a prequel. Um. Yeah, but I think Kevin Feige said that after Spider Man, there's just going to be a little bit of a gap. Mm-hmm. Um. And they're really going to focus on what Phase Four is going to be. So. Amazing. I'm excited for this new phase. Of Mar- I think it's going to be as I'm, diverse I'm as super ever. I'm excited. I want to see like the the newer, you know, like Avengers and stuff. The mm-hmm. kids that are, um, you know, like more diversity and everything else. Characters like America Chavez, like Kamala Khan. Mm-hmm. Um, I know someone in the Marvel Marvel Studios had said something about, oh, we definitely want to have Kamala Khan on screen, who is Ms. Marvel. And she'd be like under the tutelage of Captain Marvel. I think that would be super cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, which which the and they they've set up you know um um oh I'm forgetting her name but the little the little kid in Captain Marvel, Maria Rambo's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's going obviously Monica. going Monica. 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 Yeah. Monica yeah. would be an adult by this point. Yeah. Um. So I'm not. But like she, you know, she also is captain marvel i'm almost positive at one point in the comics mm-hmm. so there yep. there's so much they can do especially with all uh, the aging up of certain kids like cassie lang and um yeah also clint's daughter who might be filling the role of kate bishop not as kate bishop but might be the next hawkeye did we also mention ant man's so. daughter did you guys mention that and i just don't yeah, know cassie her name. yeah cassie okay, lang. Go, cassie lang cassie lang you said it you just said because it. she's i i can't remember what her um superhero name is but she is uh, a superhero in Something, the comics yeah. later on so so it's it's gonna be an exciting time yeah, God, stanley would out. be so proud wouldn't he 
Yeah, it it's super sad that he didn't get to see this. I know. I think they said this was his last cameo, mm-hmm. too. I'm pretty yeah. sure. They'll so. find a way to work him in. There'll always be a shout out to Stan, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. But still, he'd be so proud. It's sad, yeah. but it, yeah. I, we got to see what like Black Panther did, so I think he knew that this was going to be probably big, so that's cool. That's true. Exactly. So we're going to close that out. Thank you guys for listening to our in-game discussion. Thank you guys for educating me on things like fridging and on a lot of stuff I didn't know. Like, there's 22 films. I think I need to get busy. <laughs> uh, do listen to us uh, on iTunes and Stitcher and uh, TuneIn and Google Play and Spotify. There's probably other places that I put this podcast that I just don't remember. <laughs> but if you can't remember any of that and you're looking for other places, like your friend doesn't have iTunes or whatever, just go to ashlandpodcast.com. We're on mobile. We have a mobile app. Um, I think it's sexy. I made it in, you know, four days. I don't know how to internet, so it works. And you can listen to it there. And also follow us on social media on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram as ashlandpodcast.com. Thank you for coming to our discussion. You guys have been uh, coming in droves to the podcast. We appreciate you listening. We really, really, really do. And know that we love you 3,000. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye.